social media has completely changed everything. In the beginning, when I would launch the first brand, in order to get people to know about what I was doing and selling and teaching, I would have to go into a department store and see a hundred women, or I would sit with the editors of Vogue or any kind of press. Well, now it's like all you have to do is post something on social media, and more people know about it, and then they repost it. And for me, it's a very positive thing. It just allows. More people to be part of the conversation. For other people, I could see how social media would be annoying because everyone is an expert. So it's up to you who you listen to. I am Susie Menkes, and you are listening to my podcast, Creative Conversations. As a journalist reporting on the global fashion industry, I want to take you backstage and give you an insight into my world. Listen to my exclusive conversations with creatives, industry leaders, and those whose voices have some of the greatest impact. I think you might find it interesting and maybe intriguing. Bobby Brown is a makeup brand name you feel you know by heart, but the real person Bobby Brown is back a second time with her very own makeup line, Jones Road. The American beauty artist has launched a new makeup and skincare range with a good deal of imagination and soul. Let's hear from Bobby herself about her journey through beauty with a female drive and how she got to where she is today. Well, I'm I'm so happy to talk to you, and I was really excited because I've been, you know, an admirer of yours, and I've seen you at all the shows from afar, but I never got the chance to meet you. So I'm really happy to be here. So, well, I'm I'm glad you're not looking up close at my um, makeup because I'm not sure I'm quite <laughs> up to your standard. <laughs> oh, you look great. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that judgy. I have nothing on, so. <laughs> You know, looking back at your past, it's pretty amazing. You started by making 10 lipsticks and that was 30 years ago. And so that's what, 1991. And um, you design from a makeup artist's point of view. That's the thing, isn't it? It's not from a marketing or not from business person's view. You are a woman and you design for women. I must go through the details and make sure I'm right, that subsequently you sold your eponymous beauty label to Estee Lauder, who else, in um, 1995. Yet you're still one of the most renowned names in beauty today. And you are so very globally famous. Would you say that's a good run up? Well, it's the facts are correct. You know, I don't think of myself as I'm sure you don't either of globally famous, though I know that people know who I am and people are only starting to really recognize me because of TikTok. So that's been, you know, I can't even go to, you know, the local supermarket without one or two people saying, oh, my God, I follow you on TikTok. So uh, it's an interesting convergence of all of our media that we do. Um, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously the um, selling to Estee Lauder puts you in a completely different position, but you clearly wanted to move forward. And now you're back with um, your second and new beauty brand, Jones Road. What is this current idea? Why now? What does it mean? Well, when I started Bobby Brown Cosmetics many years ago, I really, my vision was to take makeup and just 
teach women how simple it is to put on and not look like the rest of the makeup companies in the 90s. And with Jones Road, I really feel that there's a new opportunity to teach women how to even take it a step further to really use makeup just to enhance what you look like. But so you don't look like you're wearing makeup on your face, but you just look so much better. That's my philosophy. Jones Road sounds very American to me, very out in the countryside. In fact, I don't know what it sounds like. Tell me, what was the story behind it? Well, I wanted to launch Jones Road the day my 25-year non-compete was up and I needed to find a name and we just were not agreeing on anything. And I was driving with my husband and I was on the app Waze that gives you directions and I put my head down and it said Jones Road. And I said out loud, Jones Road Beauty. And my husband said, that sounds great. And, and it was available but why I loved it, it reminded me of the UK. It sounded like either, you know, a bespoke brand that someone called me up and said, could you reinvent this brand that's been sitting around, you know, forever? It, it's funny, you say it sounds American. To me, I thought instantly of my beloved UK. And also, I couldn't use the name Brown because I sold it, but I could use the name Jones. So it became Jones Road Beauty. It's a great story and a great name. Oh, thank you. And and I have Google Jones Road in London. My next trip, I'm going to go there and see if it's in a good neighborhood, because maybe that's where my pop-up one day will be, on Jones Road in the UK. Well, one of your great lines, I think, is, I didn't invent makeup, I reinvented it. Those are great words. And your philosophy seems to be that the world doesn't need more beauty products but it needs better beauty products and ones that are simple to use. Can I ask what you meant to bring to the industry? It's already quite crowded with other makeups, isn't it? Oh, it's really crowded. It's even more crowded than it was when I launched the first line. And there's so many different companies out there. There's so many different aesthetics. But what I wanted to bring out with Jones Road was simple formulas that you literally just dip in your hands, put it on your face, and you look better. Because I find a lot of makeup on the market makes me personally look worse. It's drying, it's cakey, it just doesn't work for me. So I think this is also a line of cosmetics designed by not only a makeup artist, but a woman in her mid-60s. So I think that's a novel idea. You know, I mean, our skin changes as we get older, but it do, you don't have to be of a certain age to love Jones Road. It's interesting that you think that beauty can be something for an older woman, because I think we really have changed our attitudes to being old. People now work later and longer, but I think perhaps it's best to quote your own words when you say, I created my original brand in the 90s things are different today. Women shop differently. There's a new definition of what beauty is. Imperfect is beautiful. Jones Road celebrates that. It's the ultimate no makeup makeup. Is that right? That is totally right. I've always been someone that appreciated unusual beauty. As a makeup artist, you know, I got my start working in fashion. So I know people say I'm big in beauty, but you know, I was really in fashion before I got into the beauty business. And I've always appreciated the models that were back then that had freckles, gaps in their teeth, you know, a stronger nose. I never would teach them how to change the shape of their nose. I just like to show interesting beauty. Today, what I love so much about Jones Road is I'm featuring a lot of 
women of all ethnicities. I don't care if they have tattoos, I leave them. I don't retouch it. If they have lines in their face, I leave them. And I look for people with lines in their face that look beautiful. So I'm not someone that has done a lot of work to myself. I haven't done any. And so I like to enhance other people and showcase how beautiful we can be at any age. Uh, And Bobby, can I ask you, do you think that that's what makes people go back to what you offer? It's a sort of no makeup look that people buy into because they don't want to make themselves into somebody who is not who they really are. Is, Is that the fact that you enhance what you already have? Or is it more about you, yourself, being seen as truly authentic? Well, you know, I learned early on when I used to go to the Met Gala, which was, you know, as you know, a terrifying experience. You know, I was always the makeup artist getting actresses ready, but then I started being invited. I started going. And I remember the first time I walked in, I said to myself, oh my God, I'm not dressed right. I don't look right. I'm too short. And then I said to myself, stop, you have a choice. You could either have a good time and not worry about the way you look and be insecure, or you could, you know, have a miserable time. I chose to have a good time. Okay, a cocktail or two was involved. But then I realized, Susie, that it's like we we waste so much time and energy as women feeling bad about who we're not and what we don't look like or what we don't look like anymore. So I really do want to teach women of all ages, and I'm even talking young teenage girls, that now is the time to be you, own it, feel good about yourself, and just go on with your day. Michelle Obama is a friend and a client, and every time I see her promoting her book so intelligently, I wonder how she can balance her commitments. When it's quiet in the room and it's just you and her, has she ever revealed to you, has she shown or even explained, her personal skill in presenting herself? Well, I haven't done Michelle's makeup in a long time, and I, you know, I love, I love the woman. She's incredibly wonderful. You know, calling her a friend is a, you know, to me, friends are people that you call or text every day, but she's an amazing woman who I admire. And she is the epitome of confidence. And that just means she's comfortable in her skin. I don't know how she does all she does. And I I often wonder people like her, people like Oprah, you know, how they recharge and how they have the ability to, you know, turn on when they don't feel like it. I, I think it's a gift. And I think Michelle is so genuine and great at it. And she's also very driven and focused. So I don't know exactly how she, you know, pushes herself out the door. But we that's definitely not a conversation we've had, though I'd like to have it with her. But you know, you have surprised me sometimes in things you've said. Um, I remember you saying that you wanted to produce the makeup equivalent of a Swiss army knife. Whatever did that mean? I mean, it sounds rather aggressive to me. <laughs> no, no. What it, what it means is, you know, as a makeup artist, I've always used products off-label. You know, I would take a brown eyeshadow and I would line my eyes. I'd also use it as an eyeshadow. I'd fill in my brows and I would put it in my part when my hair was gray between touch-ups. I also used it on occasion mixed with a lip balm for, uh, you know, and make a lipstick. I used to use it on the runway. So for me, using a product multiple ways is like just having a few things and like having one Swiss army knife that you could use different ways. Many ideas now have come out of the pandemic 
For example, these wretched Zoom meetings when you're never <laughs> sure whether you should be made up or casual. But you helpfully demonstrated how to apply a face of makeup in just one minute. Did I get that right? One minute doesn't seem very long. Oh, it should. It, you would normally take me less than a minute because I know exactly the, the few things I need to do. And it's not a full face of makeup. It's just, you know, what you need that day. And yes, I did figure it out because what I think I'm actually good at, and I don't usually say what I'm good at, is I just, I'm able to adapt and figure out what needs to be done quickly. When, you know, when everything is kind of raining, I just pull out, a, you know, an umbrella and I go, I go on. So for whatever reason... It's the same with Zoom. I looked online and I saw your startup kit, which has everything you need to look good in, wait for it, 300 seconds. But whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, would you say that one of your gifts to women is giving them time? Time and, and simplicity. Like I've always been someone that figures out how to do things efficiently. I've always done my makeup in, in a car. And, you know, I just don't sit in the bathroom and put my makeup on. And, you know, in hotel rooms, I sit on the floor and look at good light because I believe that you should put your makeup on in the best light so you look good and feel good about yourself. But I've discovered wardrobe dressing because I don't want to think about what I'm wearing. I'm like, I just kind of pull my navy and my white and my, you know, occasionally gray out of my closet and I'm dressed. I don't think about it. Well, I'm wearing a lot of flowers and florals today because I'm in London and it's um, pouring with rain. Aww. But um, you do, with all this, you do have such a cheerful persona. Mindfulness and how you feel is so important. Would you say that one of the best ideas is to head to your makeup bag, as makeup is a great way of enhancing your mood and raising self-esteem? Can we call this a way of facing the world, empowered by what we wear? A hundred percent. Because if you think about, first of all, you know, how you feel about yourself, if you look good, you're going to feel good. And I know firsthand when you wake up and you're not your energetic, wonderful self, you've gone out to a party too late, you've done, you're exhausted. My tip is drink some water because you're probably dehydrated. And you know what? Throw on moisturizer, concealer, blush, mascara, like just do a little bit so you look not as tired as you feel. And then you'll start to feel better because when you look in the mirror, it does affect your mood. think social media in general has changed the world of makeup? I always feel it looks a bit as though everyone is an expert or they think they are, but perhaps you have a different view. Well, there's two sides to everything, just like there's more than one side of makeup style. So social media has completely changed everything. In the beginning, when I would launch the first brand, in order to get people to know about what I was doing and selling and teaching, I would have to go into a department store and see a hundred women, or I would sit with the editors of Vogue or any kind of press. Well, now it's like, all you have to do is post something on social media and more people know about it. And then they repost it. And for me, it's a very positive thing. It just allows more people to be part of the conversation. For other people, I could see how social media would be annoying because everyone is an expert. So it's up to you who you listen to. We, of course, have seen the 
increase in buying makeup online. I mean, it seems to get more and more so. What are your tips as a professional in finding your right colour? Would you say social media makeup tutorials could be the way to go, that you or somebody actually gets people to look at their skin and look at their face and look at their clothing so that they can really choose something that belongs to them? You know, I think the good news about having the ability to either learn something online and certainly talk to someone, whether it's, you know, just an email exchange or a text exchange is great. So, you know, for Jones Road, we have created a way to make it simple. You go on the website, you take a quiz, helps you find the color of your skin, suggest products. And if you are still someone that is unsure then you can email uh, our customer service, which is are basically beauty experts and makeup artists, to either confirm or make other suggestions. So that's how we've dealt with, uh, you know, not having personal touch your skin. But we also at Jones Road, we're in Liberty in London, and we also have a freestanding store in Montclair, New Jersey, where our our headquarters are, and soon to be New York City. So people can go in there and just touch and then they could reorder online knowing what works. And does going to New York City, is that a moment for you when you feel that you started something new and it's going forward? You know, I'm really excited about it because it's the way that we're putting Jones Road into the world is very special to me and it's 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 a very different feeling than when I would travel and see the Bobby Brown counters in Paris and London and all over the world. That was very exciting. But it wasn't so much a part of me. It was a trickle down version of what I thought because, you know, we were part of a very big company. But the Jones Road stores have my, you know, my name all over it, my fingers all over it, my heart all over it. So I'm excited about that. It's a it's a very comfortable place to be. And we have great makeup artists who will be able to help anyone that walks in there. Now, I have a question for you that I can't really believe I'm asking, but it seems that you have another string to your bow. You entered the hotel industry five years ago with your architect husband. It's in New Jersey, near New York City, and it's called the George Inn. What's it like to be a hotelier. Is it really now part of your life? Oh, it's fantastic. And it's such a part of my life. And I go in there regularly and I go up to the guests and introduce myself and ask them how they're doing. And it's it's really fun for me. The hotel is the George. It's 31 rooms. There, every room is named a different name and we have curated pictures, you know, and a sense of humor. We have a picture of George Costanza from Seinfeld on our fireplace and a curated breakfast. And honestly, I'm not in the hotel business. My husband is basically also a developer. And so we created the vision of what we like in a hotel. We travel a lot and I am a huge Anglophile, as everybody knows. So when you walk into the George you will feel like you're in a very welcoming English hotel. So we, Andre Liantali used to stay with us and it was, you know, it's amazing. Joan Juliet Buck was there once. So all these wonderful people have come and stayed at the hotel. Well, I don't know where you find your energy to do all these other things that I barely knew about until I was um, (laughs) studying your life. But the real normal part of your success story, if that's the way to put it, is um, making makeup itself. 
seem normal. That's what most people want and most people feel. And yet we have to admit that the trend today seems to be exactly the opposite to natural. It's increasingly wild and, shall we say, totally crazy. And it's a lot of fun, but not what you might wear to work. How can you strike a balance, especially if you are grown up and doing a big job, between the imaginative and crazy ways of dressing and a day's working life? Well, there's only one way to make choices, both, you know, it's personal style. You know, it's important to be your most comfortable self. And if you are someone that likes crazy makeup and crazy hair and crazy clothes, you go for it. If you are someone that, you know, that is understated and you feel your best when you are understated, you know, go with the two. My, my style vision has always been Phoebe Philo. Since the first time I saw her personally and what she used to do when she was at Celine, I was like, okay, I want to wear really tailored, beautiful clothes, not a lot of makeup, occasionally throw on an eyeliner and some funky, interesting jewelry. That's kind of where I go. And it's important, you know, as you know, to really find the style that works for you. Is there one thing we all get wrong? Is it doing crazy things and mixing in fantastic things that might work if you were a model, but not so good if you're a normal person? Well, as a makeup artist that always did makeup for the runway, I know that that makeup does not work on real people. And so much of what you see on YouTube and TikTok are these crazy makeups that I think work okay on the runway and, you know, uh, maybe some party somewhere, not parties I get invited to, but maybe somewhere. And I think personally, you try it. You know, if you look good, that's fine with crazy makeup. I don't look good with crazy makeup. I don't, you know, some people do. I don't. And it's okay. Like that's why there's vanilla and chocolate ice cream. You get to choose what you want and you get to own it. And sometimes you mix it together and sometimes you don't. So tell me, what have you thought up now for Jones Road? Is it something new? Is it something for the summer? Is it something for the cold winter? Tell me about it. Well, I have products in the pipeline for the next year and a half. So I'm, you know, excited about all of them. But what's coming up next is our bronzer launch. And I pretty much reinvented the way most people think of bronzer. It's a very sheer formula. It's a tint to the skin and it doesn't look like powder on the face. So I use bronzer a lot when I just need to kind of enhance my my skin color because I'm in the middle of winter or I don't want to get too much sun in the summer, but I like a healthy glow. And there is a one particular color that I think women with very fair skin that I see a lot of in the UK called uh, Dusty Rose is people are going to love because it's pinky and not too orange or brown for their skin. Now, here comes my very last question. If I visited your Jones Road counter, what would you recommend to improve my looks? Well, first of all, you look great over Zoom. And what I really like is I would have you try the What The Foundation to give you very even hydrated skin. I'd give you a pencil just to lighten a little bit under the eyes and in the corner. And you wear glasses like I do. So a little bit of really black mascara and filling in your eyebrows and making them a little bit longer on the side, I think would be great. I love your pink lipstick, so I'd recommend a pink lipstick. And I would give you 
the Miracle Balm in Dusty Rose and Flushed to be able to put on your cheeks. And when you're feeling tired, you just literally apply it almost the way your grandmother used to put her lipstick on her cheeks, or at least my grandmother did. So that's what I would recommend. I love this. It all sounds very inviting and gorgeous, in fact. How do you find the time? I don't mean you personally, because you must be so good at it. But how do I find the time when I'm going off to work or more so when you're getting on an airplane and leaving home early and then finding yourself trying to get your face to look good when you're in the airport itself with the horrible lights What's the secret there? Have you got to make it personal? Should I have my handbag (laughs) filled with just the mirrors and everything that are needed? Well, I think it's about prepping, right? If you take the time to prep, meaning you know what you're packing on your trip or you know what you need, you know, your papers or things for the day, you have them ready the day before. So maybe it's less stressful when you're leaving. And as far as makeup, you know, I'd like to recommend just having a bag of makeup that you just write on there, do not touch, and you leave your basics in there. And every time you travel, you throw it in your bag. Because if you're always looking for things, then it's it's stressful and it's more time. But if you take the time to kind of be organized and prep, then it's no problem. Then you open up your bag, you know, it, wherever you are and, you know, use the time in the back of a car. You take an Uber or a taxi, and you could just pull out your makeup bag and do it in two minutes. So is the story really that you have to make your face and your body and your skin feel that it belongs to you, that it doesn't really work, or perhaps you'll tell me it does, going out and trying to get a completely different look that you can create for yourself to give you a new vision? Is it possible or is it better to take the vision that you have and perhaps smarten it up a bit, but really keep to it? Well, the answer is both. If you have the what always works, your basics, your wardrobe of makeup, I guess I would call it, and then have, you know, a bag or things in your drawer that sometimes you want to take it up a notch. Sometimes you want to add sparkles. Sometimes you want to add a different color lip. Sometimes you want a different foundation look. It's good to have options, but but I guess by having the basic things that always work, sometimes that's all you have time for. And sometimes that's all you feel like. But it's good to have both, not just one. You know, you have inspired me. The reason I'm going to call this talk to a close is so that I can rush and start reinventing myself in a subtle way. And, you know, it's strange with all my years of um, going to fashion shows. I have literally been to thousands of fashion shows over 35 years. But you never really get inspired by them. Not really, because they are so beautiful. They are so young. They are so lovely. And also they've been lucky enough to have somebody like you to do all the makeup for them. But I think that your great skill has been to give women the makeup that they can use themselves and make a better self. Thank you so much from all women everywhere. Oh, thank you so much. Wow. I am, I am touched and I totally enjoy talking to you. And I hope when I'm in London next, I get to actually meet you and have tea and I will help you with your makeup myself. I'm looking forward to that. I'll put it in my diary. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bobby. I can't wait to see you next time you're in London. You have already shown me your makeup equivalent to a Swiss army knife. I loved hearing about that and other personal adventures on body, face and skin. Creative Conversations with Susie Menkes is produced by Natasha Cowan 
music by Yer Zuba, graphics by Paul Wallace, and edited by Tim Thornton. To find my articles, visit susiemenkes.com and susiemenkes on Instagram. If you enjoyed the podcast, then please do rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can find me on all the usual channels. <music>